Product managers give 100% of themselves to their customers. But who's there for the PM? The Product Management Center at the University of Washington. It's a global hub for knowledge, community, and impact. I'm Jeff Schulman, founding director of the Product Management Center and your host on this show, How to Succeed in Product Management. Each week, I'm joined by my co-host, Red, and some of the best product managers in the business. Together, we're having candid conversations that help you understand the challenges that a product manager faces, how they overcome them, and the tools and frameworks that will help you thrive in the role. So let's start the show. Welcome, everybody. My name is Jeff Schulman. I am a professor at the University of Washington's Foster School of Business and the founding director of the Product Management Center, an organization that I started with the help of some amazing product managers. We collectively wanted to uh, find a way to leverage what we have here at the University of Washington to enrich the lives of diverse audiences. And that started, I never really remember what the official start date was, but that's about a year, a little bit more over than a year. And Red and Pooja helped uh, start that from the ground up on the funding advice board and red said hey let's get on clubhouse and here we are one year later every single week red and sumeya have entertained you informed you laughed at my jokes or told me to stop them one year tomorrow marks one year so we wanted to do a very special anniversary episode where we invite uh, some of the people who really helped us get this off the ground and we want to help everybody look back on this past year not just this year of the product management center and the year of us doing the how to succeed in product management show but the year in product management for uh, some of the people who made this show so special. And then we also want to look now, we want to get an understanding of what are the challenges uh, some of the people on the stage are are experiencing today. And then we're going to look forward. What is it that uh, they want to see resolved or debated or discussed in 2022 is what I'm trying to get at. So we are going to, Red, Sumeya, and I, I know Red refused this, but he always likes controversy. So here's some controversy. We are going to, Red, Sumeya, and I are going to take turns pointing to different people on the stage here to tell us a little bit one thing, the most important thing that they learned this year as a PM. And I want to start with Andrew because Andrew started this all. Red was the motivating force, but he found Andrew who had been hustling here on Clubhouse through the weekend product for a while. And Andrew was super kind and willing to do our very first show. And he brought along his friend Sumeya. So it was Red, Sumeya, Andrew, me, and somebody else we'll talk to in a moment. I don't want to give away the secret of the last person who joined us that episode. But Andrew, you you made this all possible. Thank you for just your generosity with your connections, your generosity with your time, and uh, supporting the community with all you've done. So what have you learned this past year? Well, thanks for the incredible intro and super generous to you on, on your part. You guys are doing just an amazing thing for the community and uh, something that helps inspire and set aspiration for others. So thanks a lot, but it goes right back to you guys, whether I was in, uh, a part of it or not, you guys would have been an astounding success. So uh, I'm just glad to be a small part of it. And in terms of taking a look at this past year, it's a two for one for me. The things that I've learned in, in the beginning and things that resonate right now, the world's a bit different. The world's a bit different and the opportunities that that are just open to, to more folks, no matter where you are, uh, no matter your background, uh, particularly with the mission and vision that you guys have over at the uh, Inclusive Accelerator, there's no better time than ever. Right now, right here, right now. And here is all relative. And, and I say that because you, know, you get a sense of remote work, you get a sense of 
hybrid environments and whatnot. And uh, of course, this pandemic environment exacerbated all that, accelerated certain things. But acceleration is the key word. It's going to happen sooner rather than later anyhow. It just got a nice boost. And so when you think about product strategy, how do you formulate that across so many things, including yourself, including how you think about your staff, including about how you recruit? If you're location agnostic now, it's not too far long back. It, it might feel like it, but not too far long back. People would think about their opportunities in the sense of location, especially. All right, I'm going to settle down here. Well, who's around in the area? What opportunities are within that? And those are my constraints. Let me get creative with that problem of where I want to work. And so now that the world has opened up, you can find alignment in the things that you really care about. And you get to balance other aspects. It's not... It's more of a balance between extrinsic and intrinsic motivators and finding what that is. So uh, for me, it's just highly resonant because I don't think I can position dogs that happens to be based in New York and maybe an office in Columbus. Uh, this environment provided this kind of remote opportunity for me to live where I want to live, family-based. But that's my reasoning. And it opened up that opportunity for me. And this is so true amongst so many people that I've spoken to. This opportunity exists. You owe it to yourself to go find out what that is for you and go after it. If you don't know for sure, if it's 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 a passion, if it's something that has been bothering you or scratch, um, just been something that, that that's been on your mind. Now is the time to go out and, and find that thing. Now, conversely, on the other side, well, that's so true about your existing staff. Now, that is something that I look at every single day, and I think about, well, how can I continue to make this still this you know, mission-driven, purpose-driven, double down on that and focus on the things at the same time, perhaps there's something uh, within a better harmony or balance for that respective individual. And for me, that's something that, that I've learned to, to think about to support the people that I'm ultimately in service for. So whether it's here at the same company or if it's elsewhere, I feel like it is my responsibility and my job to look after them as a person and, and as a product and kind of roadmap that and whether it's staying here with me and our team or outward, it's an immense honor to actually be in their service and help them find that kind of harmony and alignment and joy that I try to find for myself. So long-winded answer, but I think that's the thing that resonates highly for me beginning of the year and certainly right now in the midst of it as we start off in 2022. Thank you, Andrew. Long-winded yes. And you know what? Everything here is about reflecting on what we found to be the most impactful over the past year. And sounds like you have a lot to unpack there. And thank you for that. You know, for one of the other guests that had a huge impact on this show, I, I hate to say, Jeff, I know you wanted to point him out, but I got I, I got to tell you, Gordon really made our year last year. You know, this is this is the prime example why we got into this business. So, Jeff, if it's okay to steal your thunder, I want to bring Gordon up as kind of the next person to talk about and reflect on the again what the biggest learning is. Jeff, are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am ready for Gordon. So, Gordon, you can go 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 next. My pun is not as cool as Jeff's. Anyway, for those who don't know, Gordon, you were here at the very beginning, and you went from. Well, you know what? I'd like you to tell your own story and help us learn from what you've learned to help inspire others to change and go for what they want in their career. Wow, sure. Thank you. Well, first of all, it's an honor to be here. And I'll admit that when I stumbled on this room, I didn't really know what I was getting into. And I didn't know the stage of the show. I just came in and there was a bunch of really authentic people on stage. And I, 
I just got addicted to the moment, you know, every time these conversations happen. So I sort of found my people and, hey, I'm back with with my people, even though, uh, you know, I'm not around much anymore. I think what I learned in the last year, both in this room and just through my own experience, trying to transition into product a little more intentionally in the last year is relationships are everything. And uh, I'm feeling pretty humble as I say that because it's really hard to overstate how important relationships are. And I think sometimes how fragile they can be too. I think it's possible in, in product for me anyway, and just in life in general to get sort of caught up with your expectations of yourself and your expectations of how quickly things need to move. And, you know, maybe my expectations of how things could be better and they need to change. And, you know, this is the kind of impact that I would like to make. It's so easy to forget about relationships and the way that we build relationships and we build trust and we build respect. That's not often something you can rush. I think what I've learned uh, the hard way, <laughs> but I want to share that is, you know, for all the books and all the things we should be doing and there's just times where we really need to get to know the people around us to exercise better judgment about how quickly we can move based on the foundation of everything, which is relationships. And that takes a bigger investment in our own like self-awareness, emotional intelligence, you know, empathy. Those aren't just buzzwords that I bought too many books about. It's like there's there's real substance there if you can get that right over time. So thanks for giving me the opportunity to join you today. Gordon, I, I have goosebumps. I, I told Samaya that she gets to go right next, but I just have to say thank you for that comment that I have goosebumps that I agree relationships are so powerful and that self-awareness is a, a skill and, and uh, something that really helps along the journey and appreciate you being here. Awesome. Sumeya, okay. sorry to interject there. I just had to share that I have goosebumps. I could literally feel goosebumps. I don't know why that needed people <laughs> to know that for some reason as well. Uh, Gordon is uh, is an awesome friend and always happy to have you here, Gordon. Good to see you and hear your voice. I'm going to call on, on Malaika, who has been with us here a few times, uh, whether on the podcast or not. Uh, I know she has given a lot of her time on Clubhouse to the community of uh, product managers and has been uh, doing amazing work in her own career. I had a big role change last year. So Malika, I'm uh, curious to hear about your biggest takeaway. Yeah, thank you for that, Sumeya. And I am super happy to be back with the gang. Appreciate you guys reaching out and inviting me to uh, celebrate with you. Kind of along the, the same lines as what Andrew was saying, I would say that one of the biggest lessons for me last year is just the importance of like stating what you want for your career and, and what you want for your life and not letting naysayers kind of throw you off track. And so I'll, I'll share a story. Um, 
a couple of, well, let's say several, several roles ago, several managers ago, I was in a position where I felt like I wasn't being uh, treated fairly. And I let my manager know this. There were other people, my peers, who were getting opportunities that I wasn't. They were getting title bumps that I wasn't. And I felt like I could perform at that level as well. And I had conversations with my boss at the time, who was a CPO, about my getting to director level. And I felt like that was, you know, I, I had I had experience managing people. I was people always came to me for product management advice. And I was sort of well known as someone who could manage products and strategy and that kind of thing. But for some reason, this director title was quite elusive. So I was talking to my manager about it. And basically, they told me that they didn't really see it for me. Um, and I asked, how do you, like, what are you basing that on? How do you know so that I can ensure that I demonstrate that to you? And they told me that they would just know it when they saw it. And they just didn't really think that that was something that I could do. And I remember thinking to myself that maybe the reason I wasn't getting the director role was not because I can't work at that level or I'm not deserving of it, but maybe I am really pushing for something and not getting it because I'm not setting my sights high enough. And so I said to myself, well, maybe instead of pushing to be director, what I really need to be pushing for is that person's role. CPO, which is not something that I had imagined for myself. I was just like, I'd be happy to be director. Um, and, you know, I'd be good with that. And um, last year, I ended up getting the big role change that Sumeya was referring to, which was chief product officer. So there was there are several jobs in between what I just shared with you and where I am now. But if anything, that no really propelled me to set my sights higher than where I was trying to go. And so to see that come to fruition last year was like amazing for me. And I hope that others can can hear that story and be inspired in the same way that I was by someone telling me that they basically did not believe in me or did not see certain characteristics in me. So that's my big that's my big takeaway. Be intentional about where you want to be, what you want to do, and let naysayers propel you. Let your spoilers be improvers, to quote a Yoruba saying. I'm done speaking. Are we still saying that on Clubhouse? I'm done speaking. I don't know. <laughs> well, we haven't in a while, but thank you for reminding us of that. And Malaika, I love the story you shared authentic and truly you in every way. And I wrote down, let your spoilers be your propellers as something I'm going to remember going forward. Thank you. Yeah, I, I love the takeaway and I love the the vulnerability to share how you got to that takeaway. Really appreciate you sharing that. 
And excited to hear more from you in a moment. But first, we just got to acknowledge everybody here on stage and in no particular order. But uh, I, I have to acknowledge Pooja Tripathi, who was our first guest. She took a risk and said, yeah, I'll join Red, uh, Andrew and uh, Sumeya and, and hop on and talk about product management. And if I recall, like we were hooked uh, on those first couple of times we, we did this. Uh, we would, uh, we'd both keep catching each other on Clubhouse talking about product management. Uh, Pooja, thank you so much for being on the founding advisory board of the Product Management Center at the University of Washington. Thanks for kickstarting this with us uh, here on how to succeed in product management. And uh, thanks for uh, now sharing your biggest takeaway from 2021. Hey, thanks a lot for having me here. Uh, appreciate everyone's insight here. I'm so happy to see this community grow from what it was in the past. Um, my, I think my biggest learning from the last year, I would probably separate it down to, to two buckets, especially for the audience, product management audience we have here. One is more around the soft skills and the other one is around uh, product opportunity. On the soft skill, um, it's, um, you know, I guess Dr. Martin Luther King said, um, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? And I think that was my driver behind saying, hey, yes, to this community of product managers. And also when Jeff had reached out like, hey, um, let's do something about this community. Um, and I was like, yeah, I think I can I can, I can give a lot of money, but uh, time is money. And let's see how I can build this community up and how we can help the people in need who are trying to be product managers. So, you know, that's how the product management center came into existence. That's why I see the amazing efforts uh, Jeff has taken to bring the community together to have inclusive product management summit. And there's an advisory uh, board that just continues to grow. And, uh, you know, it goes back to each and every product manager or leader feeling that how can I contribute to this community beyond my regular eight hours workday? So I think that community that's growing is in itself a commandment to, you know, how much love this community needed, the product management community needed, and how much more we can give to it. So first thing, I would definitely encourage anyone here who believes that they have something to offer, something to contribute, to continue coming back to this community, sharing great ideas. And each of us are learning from every one of you every day. That's what is number one. Number two, I guess, to Gordon's point, I wanted to share. And again, I'm going to quote something um, interesting from Eminem. The truth is you don't know what is going to happen tomorrow. Life is a crazy ride and nothing is guaranteed. So uh, this brings us to the, you know, us being able to have strong empathy. As product managers, we are collaborators. We are driving many people to a decision. We're always negotiating, persuading, you know, pushing to get to the finish line for whatever that product launch might be. But at the back of it, how you do is extremely important. And, you know, everybody is probably coming from, with especially work from home, everybody is coming from a different situation, right? Somebody might have kids who have COVID, family who has COVID. Somebody has, is going through a different personal situation, like, you know, I don't know, divorce or pregnancy or some good or bad things. So when these people come into your meeting, first of all, express your gratitude. You know, they made the time to be there, right? 
express your empathy preface you know why you have the meeting be respectful of that time that your that the team of stakeholders made available for you in order for you to drive that those product decisions so just continue to deliver that empathy it's extremely critical for all of you as product managers and product manager leaders to be that collaborator because that eventually leads into building trust and why trust is important is a lot of times like you know when life is throwing crazy things at you even in product management you get a lot of crazy things thrown at you technology that was designed is not going to work the way it is it was designed right you have like now a p1 bug or you know somebody who was support who's a subject matter expert just had to go on leave so you know have that kind of if you have built that trust you can build on that relationships and that support when when it's really needed to continue that business continuity so there are many examples where just this relationship building empathy me going out and extending the help whenever i could for them just came back like you know life is a boomerang so it just came back and said all right you know i'm going to help you out given that your daughter is sick or you're pregnant or whatever that is right so those are some soft skills like you know i mentioned like giving back to community empathy trust now on the product management opportunities i feel like you know when we started in this covid world there was hey we uh, you know especially engineers and product managers they always get in a room to design a solution and suddenly we didn't have a whiteboard to draw anything so think of product ideas that can make your you know work from home remote working pretty seamless like you know the product then we started getting onto were like lucid chart or you know using some form of microsoft powerpoint or uh, you know quip documents and what not right so now think of ideas this is going to be the norm where people are going to be in hybrid mode people are going to be in remote mode the workforce is going to be global so what are you doing in order to you know create products that simplify this remote working environment so that's more from the product you know ideas uh, that i would encourage you all to think through and again i won't talk about automation and all that stuff which is uh, pretty known to uh, most of the product managers so i hope that helps and i plan to continue these same lessons like just treating people you know as human uh, we we do not remember days we remember moments so just treating them right is going to be the primary goal for me you know in 2022 as well thank you wow puja i was going to say you know very taken aback in that what you personally described as your attributes and learnings you've lived those on the past episodes when you've been a guest the empathy the the relationship building i think that this just really incredible to hear it kind of stated all out as one cuz it's like i've had a bunch of flashbacks from the past year and you spot you talk about being a volunteer and giving your time to help grow the community it wouldn't be right if i didn't use that as an opportunity to help others learn from the example you've set as a product person by collaborating with the product management center at university of washington so i'm going to leave one of our volunteer forms at the top of this screen if you're someone who's listening to this podcast reach out to us and express your interest as a volunteer and leveling the playing field for product managers to get into the space and as Malika described to make it easier for people to feel empowered for them to grow and i'm going to leave that form up now puja you just really created that open door to show others of what prime example 
of what it means to give to this community and live and breathe an example of what we should all strive to be as a product person. I am not one, but I've worked with many over the years and you are a prime example. So thank you for that reflection. <laughs> as I say, I did not wear my onesie for T-Mobile today, Pooja. I do have to apologize. I've moved so. on to Salesforce, so that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so with that in mind, changing gears, I would like to point out another guest who has shown not their, not just their dedication on stage, but they're one that lights up my back channel, the one that ultimately messages me during every episode saying, you go, you, you rock, rock on, that was awesome. I would say that it's the humility to come to almost every episode and be willing to listen in and give us feedback. Chris, Chris, you are in an incredible sounding board for us on and off stage and would love the opportunity for those to get a taste of uh, Portland's best as far as product management is concerned. <laughs> so. Chris, the, the stage is yours, my friend. Well, thank you, Rad, and thank you uh, for fielding all my back channel messages about uh, Jeff's incredible, incredible dad humor. Uh, we appreciate that, Jeff. It is just a gift to be on the stage with all these incredible people here. I think when we started this, I started thinking about what this community is and what this community means and how it relates to product management. And I think what I what I quickly realized was, you know, this is such a competitive field, right? super popular, super competitive, yet at the same time has a shockingly tight-knit community, right? And I think an extremely generous and extremely giving community. I think everyone on this stage uh, has committed to that. And I think the reason we're here is, is proof of that, right? And I think I've made personally a lot of connections, a lot of friends through this community and through connecting with people on LinkedIn. And so I think, uh, you know, I, I can point to even conversations I've had with a few people on on the stage specifically, Andrew, I remember having a conversation with him early last year about strategy and how to think about that. Of course, Andrew is an absolute wizard when it comes to strategy. And he departed some some wisdom to me for a project I was working on with a nonprofit. And it, it changed the course of that nonprofit last year. And, you know, I haven't circled with Andrew on this yet, but, you know, because of the conversations we had and some of the things we talked about, you know, we had an extreme amount of growth last year at our nonprofit. And I think part of that is is part of Andrew giving to me and what perhaps he thought was a maybe a casual conversation, but was him just departing wisdom because he's a giver, right? And so I think the biggest takeaway for me is that this is such an incredible community that is so giving and open with their time. If you're listening right now in the audience or if you're listening on the podcast later, you know, this is this is a special time you know, to be able to reach out to the people on the stage here or to be able to connect with them on LinkedIn because everyone up here is a giver. Um, and I think it's just so impressive to see that in, in this community and, again, in this field that's super, super competitive, but also so warm and so welcoming. So I've been uh, massively, massively uh, gifted many things. Um, it's been a treat to follow Sumaya around on Clubhouse, definitely, in and out of product management rooms, which is always a gift. One of my other favorite rooms was following Andrew on Thursday nights to the product management happy hour. Some of the best conversations in there. Also, Malika's Friday morning calls were also a treat. So I think overall, just the gift that this community has been to me, and I think to a lot of people, I think a ton of people would say that. So I would I would recommend people to connect and to get, in, get involved with these people because they want to give. If you want to break into product management, I think it's been said many times already that it's it's a lot of the networking, a lot of knowing people and, and, and asking for advice and for help. So ask and also give. I think that would be the things I've learned, certainly, 
hopefully that answers your question, Red. Oh, it answers it. Give and you will get. Give and you shall receive. Chris, I appreciate you and I'm so happy to have you back. And Andrew, I'm glad that you got an opportunity here that whatever advice you've given to someone in the past actually did something. So, you know, there's that, buddy. I like the high, the way you frame that. It actually did something. It, it <laughs> sounded to trivialize that it was funny. when it was millions of dollars or whatever. So, uh, No, anyway. I just haven't forgiven Andrew yet about his comment, uh, you know, telling me, uh, you know, dog road mapping. Uh, we, you don't remember that whole conversation we had in the past, but uh, I like I to see. pick it on It was Andrew. a callback. A callback. Exactly. I like it. <laughs> exactly. Just a quick blip here. I just read, don't, it's all good. You know we're gonna get back together. We're gonna hash things out, and every all will be good. Just over a glass of whiskey. And Chris, th that is just amazing to hear from you. You never know how you might have um, maybe a small wrinkle or ripple effect in somebody's life. And I'm just so glad that we're able to have that serendipity here, uh, amongst all the friends that you see here on stage and those listening in, particularly the one that that we have had. And I'm just so glad that that's. That's actually helped you. So it's amazing for me to hear that. I think another lesson is just in terms of generosity, it's this pay it forward kind of concept where somebody like Tony Shea, I, have, I still to this day will never understand how he was able to reach out to so many and spend one on one time with so many. And that was part of my inspiration. And so glad that I was able to do a little bit of that, a bit in honor of him and just going the pay it forward kind of mentality. So you never know again. So thank you. I, I would have never known unless I was here tonight with you. I wasn't even, I didn't know that you were going to be here. And I think that's just magical about this, um, this forum, this channel. Uh, so thank you, Chris. I really appreciate you sharing that. That's, uh, that made my week. Well, I'm going to have a glass or two of whiskey in your honor, Andrew, because I think the last time we hung out was your Thursday night clubhouse whiskey evenings. And it was, it's uh, hopefully you could start that up again. That would be my request of the evening. The way you've helped Chris, there are a bunch of whiskey drinkers out there that could use your help on Thursday nights. So what do you say, Andrew? Can we bring it back? Yeah, you got it. And, and tell you what, I am meeting with our resident DJ very soon in the coming days. So you're on. Product validation. Count us in. Early, early customers. So uh, with that in mind, Sumeya, I just saw you come off mute, and I know we have a few other <laughs> thoughts here for 2021, please. Yeah, absolutely. I'm so lucky because I get to introduce two people, Raul and Sandy. Sandy, I actually got to meet in person. I uh, met her in California while I was there on a, on a conference, an introduction through Clubhouse. And it has been a pleasure to share the stage with her a few times. So I would love to have both you and uh, Raul also talk about what you've learned. Raul, you're someone who I have learned a lot from about the gaming industry. There is so much more to learn there, but you have demystified a lot of it for me. And I'd love to also hear from you. We see you more often than many of the people actually in this room. You're one of the most loyal listeners too. But first, let's start with Sandy. Sandy, welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you and good to see everyone on stage. I, I've been a little bit absent on the platform, but, uh, but it's uh, very nice to be back and thank you for inviting me um, to celebrate the one year. Uh, so I think for, for me this year, there's one word that just uh, is, uh, is dominant in my mind and it's flexibility. It's flexibility in terms of, for me, 
um, as an employee, flexibility as a manager. And, and, you know, during this time, and it's, it's been such a weird time with the pandemic, I think a lot of people are self-evaluating, right? There's this great resignation. People are really reevaluating their life and what's important to them. So more than ever, flexibility is important. And it's something that I think, you know, we've talked about over, over the years of being um, a flexible employer, but now it's, it's, we're really living it, right? Employers are being rewarded um, for that flexibility, whether it's where you work or how your workday is structured. I mean, people who are, who need to share parenting duties, I think more than ever, there have been a number of health issues uh, for employees. We've had people covering for other people. So uh, it's just flexibility is just so critical. And I, I think um, as part of that, just this vulnerability at work and, and being able to, to have that vulnerability at work, because let's face it, we're working so many hours a day and, um, and it's really, it's, it's, I, I don't know about you all, but this work-life balance, I mean, to me, has become this work-life blend. It's sort of all integrated. And my philosophy has been, oh, you, it's really not about, you know, doing these hours or working these specific hours. It's about what you can produce, but also doing it in a way that's more, most effective for you to produce, right? If you're able to just crank things out at night, uh, just having that flexibility overall. So it's something, you know, that I, I constantly think about. It's something that I definitely, as a manager, you know, am accepting of that flexibility. I think employers should be. And yeah, so I, I, that one just resonates with me more than any other year. Um, cause we've, we've all talked about work-life balance, but this blend with people working remotely and at home is just, is just absolutely critical. Thank you, Sandy. Definitely an important thing for leaders in general to think about, not just those in product management. And I know we're still figuring out how to make it all work. And without flexibility, I imagine success is not going to be achieved. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. And just one thing on that, on that flexibility, you know, there's so many different ways you can, you can interpret that. And, and I think one of them that's really important that I'm seeing a lot is that, you know, we as, as product people, there's so many different aspects to being a product manager and there are so many different roles and type of companies where um, different aspects of product management are are emphasized. I mean, over my career, I've been in roles where it's much more metrics and analytics oriented or another one that's more creative, uh, one that's more business. And these are all different. And it's good to understand that there are these different opportunities and, and part of that flexibility is understanding yourself. Like what are you really, what type of product management are you interested in and really wanting to go after what suits you and your personality and your strengths and your areas of interest, right? And what areas are sort of your areas of opportunities that you may not want to necessarily go into um, an environment where, where that's emphasized, right? So just having that open mind and understanding that there are, you know, a lot of different roles out there that are available. You know, I think this is all part of that, that self-reflection, right? Like, like given these times, um, a lot of people are taking the time to, to self-reflect and understand what's important to them. 
I think that has been a, a theme that came up a couple of times now too. Thinking about what's important, the 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 meaning of the motivate like external and internal motivators for both you and other people on your team. So again, thanks for sharing that, Sandy. Raul, welcome. You usually join us while you also have your baby, right, with you? <laughs> yeah. Is that true today? <laughs> no, this time I uh, came down to the, to the office, to the workstation here. So a bit more uh, hands-on in the conversation. It's interesting. It's tough to go after after hearing everybody. It's it's a powerhouse of, of thought leaders on stage. And thanks for, for inviting me to this. And, and, and I'm really happy to be on stage and sharing this with you. This is This is fantastic. And... And it's interesting, you know, kind of going last and, and sharing, you know, you don't want to say the same thing that other people said. And, and it's it's very interesting in the, in the product mindset that you kind of want to listen to everybody before sort of like, you know, creating and honing like your own thoughts. And, and, and it's, that's kind of how I succeeded, to, to be honest, in, in the sense of letting everyone sort of speak around me and speak in the room and getting a feel for the room. And then towards the end, when I, when, you know, I share some collective thoughts and whatnot, it's, Everyone's like, oh, wow, I didn't say that or I didn't think of that. It's because you listen to everything <laughs> that's already been said. But just I think a few a few points here that uh, I just wanted to nail home is um, the uh, the from the from the personal side, I think the year 2020 was was kind of like taking control of the product and taking control of the team. But 2021 was a little bit different where I felt that I wanted to give control up right? There's a bunch of processes we've created um, working remotely. There's a bunch of different organizational changes that, and we optimize how we work and, and, and it's giving control up to empowering other people around you to, to do better. Handing off work, sharing work, uh, knowledge share, and, and just being able to elevate and motivate team members around you to be able to share, sharing responsibilities. And, and as a result, you share in successes. And I think that's forgotten a lot in product management sometimes. You know, you feel like very, you need to own everything. And if there's a mistake, it's on you. And, you know, you got to be the CEO of your product. And, and you know, you, you can't sleep at night because you're thinking too much. So if you if you give up some of that control and, and you empower your team, you know, you, you, magical things happen. You know, it's it, it really it really does. And, and um, I, I just wanted to share that point. And another point is we've talked a little bit about uh, time. And I think time is probably one of the most precious, precious things we have, especially now you know, working from home, there's, there's time management, there's work-life balance. So I think everyone should, for my second point, you know, develop a good hybrid time boxing. Time boxing, if you're not aware, is just basically setting a specific time to either think or do something. I'm going to be with my family at this time. I'm going to think about sort of product around this time. I'm going to have my stand-ups at this time and just get a flow and, and get a routine and, and understand that if you are stuck in a problem or if you're stuck in something and you can't solve it or or, or you're spending too long on something that could eat you up, you, you know, you have to move on and, and you have to evolve. And I think sometimes we forget that, you know, everyone wants to make these decisions, make these decisions. And in, in this remote, in this remote world, everyone has to be sort of right. You know, you, you can't be wrong or else, you know, you delay a day or someone says something wrong or misunderstands. Or there's a miscommunication and, and something fumbled later in the week. So it's important, I think, at, at the end of the day is if you can't figure something out, let it be known that, hey, let's put a pin in this. We can't figure this out. Let's take a break. Let's come back tomorrow and see if we can if we can figure this out. And let's move on to all the other tasks that, that we're going to be that, that, that we need to do. Um, I, I think one of the most important things are, are just time boxing time with your family. You know, we've seen 
Some of my teammates had babies. Some of my teammates' family members passed away. Some of my teammates have moved to different different countries or or different states. And it's, it's just important to to get a feel of how important not only family is to you, but to to the people around you. You know, I've heard the word empathy, which is just a super powerful word. And don't take that lightly. I think you know, even us on stage, it, you know, it's around dinner time here in, in New York City, and and you know, I'm spending my time with you because I find this so valuable. Um, sharing, you know, uh, Malik Malika's story is, you know, becoming uh, the CPO of Avalanche. That's a, that's a gamer's dream, right? That's that's my next level. And so just being able to be on stage with her and listen to what she has to say and, and investing my time in time boxing to make sure that I, I hear and can consume what she says is very important. And, and just as important as if I go up to, to my wife and she says, Raul, you need to take the trash out. You forgot. I'm sorry, you know. And it's kind of a real world example. But uh, yeah. And, and the last thing is just sort of my my philosophy. Everyone's sort of giving a little 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 nugget and tidbit is is my philosophy is just to know ten percent of everything and a hundred percent of nothing. In product, you need to know what everybody is working on just like a little bit, or know what everybody's KPRs and target numbers are. You want to know what motivates everybody. You want to know what drives everybody. You want to know what drives the business. You want to know what sells your product. You want to know what the reason why your product's failing. And you're not you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know everything about about everything, but you need to know a little bit about a lot of stuff. And that 10% is super valuable. And I think that whether you're new to any, either the gaming industry, tech industry, med- well, medicine, you should probably know 100% of everything <laughs> if you're in medicine. But uh, in general, though, I think you guys understand what, what I'm saying is just, just try to know as much as you can and, and spread yourself uh, real thin. And then once you find passion for something, hold on to it and, and don't lose it because passion breeds fire. So thanks for having me on stage. Uh, somebody, this is great. Jeff, Red, I love listening to you guys every, every week. This is awesome. Thanks. All right. Thank you for being here every week. And thanks for a valuable insight here today. Thank you, everybody, for valuable insight. We're not done with you yet. We are running out of time. It's funny, we did an episode on time management recently, and I still struggle with it. But we've got about 10 minutes. But first, we have to hear from Red and Sumeya. And I guess they've shared. If I've asked everybody else to share, I should share as well. We're going to each give you a quick takeaway that we've learned from this past year. And then I want we're going to have to do this rapid fire because we only have 10 minutes, but I want each of you to share one thing that you're struggling with now, if you're willing to be vulnerable or one thing that you're proud about now. So, and this is for you personally, either struggling with or proud and one thing that you hope to learn and hopefully learn from us here on how to succeed in product management in the year ahead. And we're going to have to do those rapid fire. So start thinking of your rapid fire, what you struggle with or are happy with right now and what you want to learn from us going forward. And then Red, what did you learn in this past year? Uh, Well, for one, I find it so strange how PMs love to agree with each other every single time they're in a clubhouse room or a podcast. Do you find this to be strange, Sumeya? Like you're a PM, Every time we're in a room, like I agree with your point, even though there's no way that so many people could possibly agree. I, I just don't get it. I disagree. I <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not a PM, so no, I'm we joking. Go. <laughs> I was trying to give you your wish by disagreeing with you. I do disagree with him. I think we've seen some epic Sumeya smackdowns here on how to succeed in product management. Fair, fair. There's definitely been chum in the water. But no, my real learning is this. I've learned and I've been incredibly inspired. We talk about empathy. We talk about wanting to truly understand what it is we're solving. For me, the biggest learning over the past year has been clarifying questions. Without 
question, pun intended, every single show we've had, when someone comes up on stage and I'm part of managing that and they go on for about a minute about their question, every single product manager that's been on our show has always asked a clarifying question to make sure before they respond that they're responding to the right thing. So their, their ability to mirror, label, and, and to clarify, that, that is the true essence of proving the empathy. And for me, it is something that I want to get much better at. So the next time my wife asks me a question, my colleague, my kids, I take a moment to be patient and clarify what it is they're asking before I go on whatever thing that my brain tells me to say. Because the connection between my brain and my mouth, as you've all have witnessed, is not very long. So I can do my best if I'm going to say something on air to say it right. What do you think, Jeff? That I take it seriously for this time around. No jokes. No jokes. I think that was a, a good lesson, and I agree. Uh, or no, sorry. You said no. Now I'm bored. <laughs> you said no jokes. I was going to make a joke about disagreeing. Can't do it. Anyway, I agree. Red, excellent takeaway. Sumeya, you get a takeaway. Yeah, this has been a great many weeks of listening to some amazing people, including you all here on stage. I'm always blown away by the realization that all the truths I believe about product management can be proven to be wrong under the right scenario. And so, including the statement I just said. <laughs> so it's, you know, the, the concept of truth and assumption is, is completely relative at any given moment. And that can cause a lot of anxiety for people that, that can cause a lot of mental angst. And I completely appreciate that. So what that does to me is it allows me to stay humble, stay curious. And yes, while I do share my opinions sometimes in a very strong way, I do realize that I am more likely to be wrong under the right scenario than I am to be right and I enjoy those conversations. I want to learn about those scenarios. I want to understand about these situations that I have not been part of. My lived experience is limited. I try to read as much as possible and talk to people to learn about other situations. And so talking to other product managers and hearing about their experiences is always interesting to me. So the takeaway here for me is just continue talking to each other, continue building community with each other, stay curious, and I'll try to do that too. All right. Thank you, Sumeya. Thank you, Red. Thank you, everybody. We're going to try to do mine in one minute, and then as many people can rapid fire what they're looking for and all the things I said before. But my biggest takeaway from 2021 is just how many people and organizations are ready to put in the work and be committed to a more diverse and inclusive future for product management. That's part of what Sumeya and Red and me are, are doing here today and, and every week and all the people that come up on our stage here. It's about opening up access to knowledge, not just to those who could afford a shiny course or a shiny certificate, but to anybody who's got access to a podcast, all major podcasting apps, as, I, as I've been known to say on here, Chris, that's the self-laugh was, was for you, laughing at my own 
comments. Anyway, so yes, anybody who's got every major podcasting app or clubhouse can access this knowledge that uh, Sumeya and Red have committed to sharing every single week and that the people on this stage helped us kick kickstart and share uh, regularly. And so that's one uh, one group of people doing one amazing thing uh, to make product management more diverse and inclusive. Also, the hundreds of volunteers from Product Management Center who are willing to give their time back in through office hours, through one-on-one meetings, uh, through the Product Management Center Slack channel. Just that shows that that commitment to, to creating, opening up access, again, beyond just to those who could pay for it or those who know somebody who knows somebody. And then I have to give a shout out. This wasn't meant as a, a shameless plug, but the Inclusive Product Management Accelerator that we've created at the at the Product Management Center, Salesforce, Amazon, T-Mobile, Starbucks, companies rallied behind this idea of, hey, what if we are intentional about bringing in more uh, diverse voices into product management? They sponsored that uh, accelerator. They're committed to it. And, and there's so many more companies and people out there that are just growing that I think we all are seeing a really resounding evidence that people want to see more diverse, inclusive product management community and are willing to put in the money, willing to put in the time, and willing to put in the hard work to make it possible. Uh, so that's what I've learned this year, and I'm really grateful to see uh, all of that effort. We have four minutes. I don't even know how we're going to do this, but Red, manage as much as you can. Do your thing. Manage the stage. Get everybody heard. Please save us. Well, the best way we can do this is to give a time box. And I think for that, one minute would be too much given the time that we have. But I do have a question. Who has a hard stop at 5, 5 p.m. PT? If you do, speak up now. Let us know. Otherwise, let's go over for just two minutes to make sure everyone's voices are heard. Okay, does that work for everybody? A little flash of the microphone. Perfect. Yes, love the. You know, you'd think Clubhouse would have solved this problem by now, but I think they also think it's cute. So uh, with that in, in mind, we're going to go in order of uh, this, the people's faces on Clubhouse. Chris, you've got 60 seconds. Impart that knowledge and blow some minds. Let's go. On the spot, do you, do you have a topic, Red? Ooh. Oh, sorry. I teased it before. It was either something that you're struggling with now as a PM, something you're uh, happy about in your life right now as a PM, and or what do you want to learn from us next year in 2022? And Chris was asking a clarifying question, which again, double blew my mind. You just proved my point Proves earlier. it again, yes. I have to make sure our assumptions are clear, boys. You know, I think something I'm very happy about is the work we did at the nonprofit I'm involved with uh, this year. So that was really my first truly dive into product management with a lot of help from some of the people on this call. And we helped eliminate medical debt and uh, for people with overwhelming medical debt free of charge. And in 2020, we did a million dollars in medical debt removed. And in 2021, we did 12 million. Um, and we had 200 million submitted last year. So we had extreme growth last year and super proud to be part of an organization that's doing that and be able to input from a product management perspective. Okay. Amazing. That was amazing, Chris. Yeah, I would say the thing that I'm most proud of, the thing that I'm most proud of is having built with a uh, with the help of others, having built a really strong and diverse technical team. So I have data science, product managers, product um, uh, data, uh, let's see, I said data sciences, uh, engineers and product managers and designers um, all reporting to me. And I have a really strong group and a very diverse group in a very challenging hiring environment. And so 
I was really tempted to let go of the, you know, the diversity thing. It's it's really easy to do that when you feel sort of strapped and you feel that you're just trying to get bodies in the door and really holding fast to the importance of having a diverse team and orienting our hiring around that. Um, I'm just really proud to see the results of that. So that's what I have. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think one thing I'm struggling with this year is tying my shoe. Uh, it's getting difficult to get up these days. So uh, physical working out is something that I think everyone, uh, uh, mind and body, you should, you should kind of, you need to focus on that before you can uh, take care of someone else and help someone else and care for someone else. You need to care for yourself. So that's something that I'm focusing on this year. And, and I hope that you know, trickles off into my team, you know, coming in high energy to meetings, you know, knowing when to uh, motivate and, and be just like an awesome person and awesome presence on a team. And, and, and so take care of yourselves and, and, and try to be that person in those meetings. Uh, Andrew, what's, uh, what's up with you? Hey, Raul, thank you. There's um, a quote that I'd say Tony uh, would like to use, but it may be derivative of my, uh, from Maya Angelou. So it goes something like uh, people don't remember what you say or do, but they remember how you make them feel. Uh, so this is something that carries on with me wherever I go here. That, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm thinking about y'all on stage and within the audience. Uh, so that's why I'm always, hey, I'm humbled. I'm, I'm honored beer because it's, it's actually quite true. That's how y'all make me feel. And hopefully it's, uh, it goes both ways. So no matter what the situation is, no matter what the problem is, no matter what the celebration is, I'm thinking in that respect, um, I'm thinking about, well, how can I uh, leave a lasting emotion or, or memory that carries on uh, beyond the conversation at hand or, or the moment, within the moment? Uh, it can last, and I think that's a testament to this group being back, right? Because that's what this group embodies. I think we all make each other annual anniversary and celebrate with each other. So with that, I uh, can't wait to learn what happens here in the next upcoming year. Thank you, everybody on stage, and particularly uh, Jeff, Fred, uh, Sumaya. Thanks for having us all back here. Thank you. Hey, yeah, I think as I personally try to uh, grow in my career in senior leadership roles, something I'm trying to work on is uh, a better negotiation way when negotiating with somebody of higher authority. So, you know, that goes to how can you be respectful to a senior leader um, as compared to you while understanding their point of view as well and adjusting, flexing to get, getting to the right kind, right decision for the business. So one, I would say, you know, how do I negotiate better? How do I ask the right questions to the leader without feeling like I'm attacking them or, you know, it's all in the spirit of the same business goal. Second, I would say is separating people from the problem. A lot of times people fail to assume that, hey, this person, or they assume that people are attacking them, but it's not that the people are attacking them. The situation is such, the problem is such that you need to put yourself in their shoes to understand really what the problem is and have a solution-oriented mindset to say, okay, how can we make it work now, given that you have this problem? So those are like two or three takeaways, I would say, where I am struggling and where I've seen other people struggle and would continue to coach people on building that kind of a solution-oriented mindset. Thank you. Goosebumps over here. Yeah, what am I proud of this year? 
Well, I got to pay it forward. You know, I'm at so many different product communities this year, this one being the best. And, you know, built a, a pretty basic product from scratch in like a no-code environment. But I, I wrote about that experience. I put my all into writing about that and actually had more than a handful of people reach out and say that they had read that piece and they were going to get into product themselves. So I feel pretty good about being able to, to pay it forward, even though I still have a lot of growth along the way. Thank you. Thanks, Gordon. So I think I'll make it quick. One thing that I'm very happy about this year is uh, I was involved in some matching of mentors and mentees, and um, that makes me very happy. It's important to have mentors, and mentors also learn a lot from their mentees. So being part of that is, uh, is really rewarding. Thanks for having me on the stage. Thank you so much, everybody. I love just the excitement of the, the the wins. I love the the prioritizing people, and I love just everything we heard here today. Uh, Sumeya and Red, I know you're hard on time, so should I close it out, or did you want to give uh, respond to the same prompt that they did? I think we can close it out. Thank you so much. I, I loved listening to everyone's takeaways. All right, then to close it out, this is one very, very special year made possible by Sumeya and Red giving uh, their all to this and all of you uh, following their passion and listening to to their wisdom and, the, and sharing your wisdom. And I am just so grateful for all, I think this past year, what I've learned and, and what I'm most proud of is just seeing how many people care for others and finding each other to and forging a, a big fire that is calling in more and more people to, to care for others and, and make a better, uh, more diverse, inclusive, and skilled product management community. So we celebrated one year. Thank you, everybody, for celebrating it with us. We're back every single week here on How to Succeed in Product Management, available on every major podcasting app and here on Clubhouse Tuesdays at 4 p.m. And yes, we've got an exciting 2022 planned and uh, really excited to have everybody along this journey with us. So have a great week, everybody. <laughs>